Hi friends, welcome to the 5th episode of Master Connect. I am your host Dr. Neera Singh and as we will be continuing with the introductory part of homeopathic psychology, personality profiles of the major constitutional remedies by Dr. Philip Ambele and we were talking about hints on taking the mental history and analyzing it in the last episode and we will be continuing further from where we have left. So uh, I start. Some patients admit to experiencing very little or no fear in their lives. They are usually either fiery types like causticum, lacusis, nux and sulfur or two of the more intellectual types like midorinum and tuberculinum. Lycopodium may claim to be free from fear but this usually an example of bravado and wishful thinking on his part. Patient often complain of a difficulty in relating to other people which is more than just shyness or lack of confidence. It is a barrier that they put up automatically to protect themselves which prevents them from experiencing intimacy with other people. This is typical of natrums but it is also seen in alumina, arsenicum, aurum, ignatia, the kalis, lycopodium, mercurius, sepia, staphysagria, and thuja. Guilt feelings are common but become particularly persistent and damaging in natrum muriaticum, lachesis and thuja. The patient who feels responsible for everyone else is more often than not natrum muriaticum. The latter is so common that I routinely ask certain questions to identify natrum muriaticum when the remedy is not easy to spot. These include have you had any bereavements in your life? And if the answer is yes, and how did you react to them? Or do you find it easier to give than to receive? Most natrums emphatically answer to give. Others that may give the same answer, though usually less empathically, are lycopodium, sepia, and staphysagria. Do you suffer from depression? And if so, do you prefer company or solitude when depressed? Other question is, are you a perfectionist and if so, in what way? Other perfectionist types include arsenicum, silica and nux. Are you able to cry when sad? Anger is an important aspect of life which I usually inquire into if the patient does not mention it. Many patients are prone to feelings of anger and irritation yet say they are not since they do not express their feelings. If a patient says, <clears throat> Excuse me. If a patient says, I don't get angry very often, it is worth asking, but do you feel angry inside? This gets an affirmative answer far more often. Since expressing anger is generally not socially acceptable, even the more volatile types like Nux and Sepia tend to keep much of it inside. Because of this, I find that the degree of anger felt is a better guide to the remedy type. Types that tend to feel anger and irritation relatively easily include Alumina, Arsenicum, Ignatia, Lachesis, Mercurius, Natremure, Nux, Sepia, Sulphur, Cephalinum, Stramonium, Thuja, Tuberculinum and Veretrum. The kind of situations which bring forth anger help to differentiate between these types. Thus, Arsenicum is irritated by untidiness but also by people who are unreliable whilst Ignatia is particularly sensitive to any form of rejection or criticism 
and will react angrily as a defense nux and sulfur the natural leaders are angered by anyone who gets in the way of their plans and cpi is often resentful towards men who try to give her orders or who neglect her tuberculinum and lachesis both love freedom and will not take kindly to being restricted in any way those patients who do flare up in a temper fairly regularly are likely to be one of the following volatile types alumina enacardium ignatia lachesis nux mercurius sepia sulfur stramonium and veratrum some staphysagria people are also very prone to anger though only the wild type is likely to express it he further says that about wild type of staphysagria we have to read the chapter on staphysagria remedy in general the more sophisticated a patient is the less they will admit to weaknesses patients who have changed consciously through their own efforts or with the help of therapist tend to deny negative traits that they possessed until quite recently if you suspect that a person in, is a particular type but they deny having the weaknesses of that type ask if they used to possess possess them very often the patient will willingly confirm this personal growth does not change the constitutional type hence previous characteristics can be used in the homeopaths assessment in this regard i find that an inquiry into the personality of the patient during childhood is often very helpful as people get older they learn to compensate for their weaknesses to control their excesses and to hide traits which are not socially acceptable the personality of the child is relatively unmodified by such adaptations and often reveals the constitutional type very clearly only pulsatilla and calcarea children are likely to change types as they grow older just as patients often possess the trait which they go to great lengths to deny so patients who are determined not to be like their father or mother often share the same constitutional type with this parent thus i sometimes make inquiries about the personality of such parents the person who showers her child with love and attention determined not to be like her cold mother is likely to be natramiraticum whilst the man who drops out from society and professes to be indifferent to what others think of him probably belongs to the same type as his lycopodium father who tried hard to make it in the world and always courted popularity a patient's profession can reveal a good deal of useful information and should not be ignored arsenicum and natramuraticum have good organizational skills and are often to be founded in administrative positions counselors and therapists are often natrams being very good at listening to others but not so keen to talk about themselves calcarea is often to be found in jobs that are either practically oriented such as mechanic or else in clerical and secretarial roles calcarea tends to avoid taking on too much responsibility and often accepts work well below his intellectual capabilities lycopodiums are often to be found in scientific and computing positions in salesman jobs and also in businesses of their own they are also common in the teaching professions artistic skills are seen most commonly in lachesis natramuraticum phosphorus sepia ignatia silica and medorinum 
Sulphur and Nagswamika are natural leaders and are unlikely to remain in subordinate positions for long. If they are not at the top of an institution, they are likely to be self-employed. CPI is often attracted to the healing professions, particularly to nursing, physiotherapy and other hands-on therapies. Pulsatilla, if she works at all outside the home, often chooses one of the caring professions, whilst tuberculinum seeks either mental stimulation from his work or adventure. There is a saying amongst homeopaths that one should never believe what the patient says. Whilst this is deliberately provocative and overstates the case, there is some truth behind it. Not only do many patients try to hide their weaknesses from the homeopath, many more succeed in hiding them from themselves. Hence, one should not expect patients to give accurate accounts of themselves. Often the way a patient says something is more important than what they say. I'll read this again because it is important. Often the way a patient says something is more important than what they say. It is like the way a patient says rather than what they, they, uh, they are saying. I remember an interview with a young campus religious minister who was seeking treatment for post-viral malaise. He appeared open and friendly and professed to being relatively liberal and progressive as ministers go. There were few helpful mental features and the physicals were also rather non-specific. It eventually became clear that the most noticeable aspect of his personality was a certain formality and politeness that was more commonly seen in his grandparents' generation than in his own. Furthermore, his very position as a religious minister on a university campus, surrounded by predominantly boisterous and hedonistic students, served to emphasize his formality and squareness. It was this stiffness of character that led to the prescription of Kali Kaab rather than the words he chose to describe himself. Very often the impression that patients give is more useful than the content of their speech. Thus the patient who is very matter of fact and is visibly impatient at having to discuss his emotions when all he wants is treatment for his backache may well be Nakswamika. Similarly, the patient who denies being fastidious or prone to anxiety but who observes the homeopath throughout the interview with an air of weariness or suspicion and wants to know exactly what side effects to expect is likely to be arsenicum. With experience, the homeopath learns to give as much importance to the non-verbal cues as to the verbal cues. So with this, my dear friends, I finish the major part of the introduction of the book, Homeopathic Psychology. And it was a wonderful reading and you all will agree perhaps. And for with this, I finish, finish the reading for this episode. And uh, in next episode, I will bring something anew, uh, something be uh, more beautiful, something every, every uh, uh, write-up is beautiful in homeopathic literature. So I'll search for what we can read further. And with this, I end this episode. Well, take care of yourself. Stay well. Take care. Goodbye.